Hi folks, it's your host W. Curtis Preston and I wanted to give you some great news. Druva liked my latest O'Reilly book enough to sponsor it and you can get a free copy by just going to druva.com slash podcast. Hope you like it. This week on No Hardware Required, we're talking about a new term, cloud infrastructure resilience. Hope you enjoy the episode. With me as always is our CTO, Stephen Manley. Thanks for joining Hi, and welcome to Druva's No Hardware Required Podcast. I'm your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup, and have with me a guy who we're going to talk about what things mean, and I think that excites him, Stephen Manley, our CTO. How's it going? I tell you, you know, there, there, there are nights where I just go go to sleep, dictionary in bed next to me, just 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 snuggle up to, I mean, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, 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 it's lovely. You know, words mean things, and when people start using them to mean other things, it gets very frustrated for some of us whose job it is to help define things. I'm just saying. Um, and there, there's this new term that I've been seeing floating floating around. Uh, this happens a lot, especially with analyst companies. They try to create categories of products, right? And this was a category of product, cloud infrastructure resilience. Have you been seeing this term floating around a lot? I, I, I have been seeing the term floating around and I've started to see some some customers maybe not use the term exactly, but you can tell they're dancing around, they're reading some reports and, and, and yeah, it's, it's a mouthful, but uh, so people are trying to wrap their heads around does this mean and should i be worried about what i'm doing in the cloud right now spoiler alert yes you should be <laughs> spoiler <laughs> alert yes uh this reminds me of back in the day right when i was um you know trying to get people to back up stuff and they were saying things like well i have raid right the the discussion that we're going to be having here it reminds me a lot of that it's like well i have raid or i have ha right that was the term back in the day was i have high availability uh cuz that's one of the terms that that we should talk about here and that's both availability and redundancy and well i ha- i have a highly redundant system in fact i think a lot about when we talk you know one of the things that i know you and i talk a lot about is why you should back up microsoft 365 and then people who are fans of 365, um, they're like, well, it's just a really highly redundant system. Yes. <laughs> right. Um, which is uh, awesome. Which is awesome. So w- what do we mean when we talk about availability and redundancy? Did, should we do these uh, separate terms? What do you think? I think largely availability and redundancy largely go together, right? And okay. and the entire purpose of both of them, regardless of how you say it is, look, there are components of your infrastructure that can go down. Maybe it's hardware. I mean, these days, especially in cloud, maybe it's a software component, right? Um, and, and, and so you make sure that, you know, any one component failing or, or any one instance of a component failing isn't doesn't bring your service down. Right, so it says, oh, well, that, uh, that, that node went down. That's fine. I've got other nodes that can pick up for it. Or that database went down. That's fine. I've got that database high availability you know, sort of set up so that one of the other nodes in the database takes over. So, so you're always up and running. And, 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 and I think most of your really top-end cloud services like Microsoft 365 or Google Workspace or 
Truba, uh, is built with that kind of redundancy in mind because we all evaluate ourselves on first and foremost, the service has to be up and running. Right. Yeah. It, it's one of these, it's, it's, it's uh, rate adjacent, right? Um, in that it's designed to help keep the system up all the time, right? To keep it running. But <laughs> um, there are things that it doesn't take um, care of, right? Or it, it doesn't take into account. And Correct. generally speaking, it's things that act at a different level. So availability, redundancy, RAID, all of these are meant to deal with the the loss of a portion, sort of sort of a building block of the infrastructure, right? Like you said, like a VM went down, an availability zone went down, um, right. you know, a, a node went down in a database. What it what none of those deals with is I dropped a table in the database, <laughs> right? I went in and just dropped a table or I deleted a database uh, or again, a ransomware attack, right? Uh, you know, the boogeyman of the moment, the ransomware attacks. If you get a ransomware attack, availability, redundancy, mirroring, raid, all of these things are great, but they honestly will just make the the ransomware uh, more, you know, more effective, right? It just helps spread it out. It doesn't <laughs> You're going to mirror that. You're going to mirror it, exactly. <laughs> You're just going to spread it. So, so yeah, so what I like to tell people is the availability discussion is, is, is important, right? I mean, if you... If you're really building a service you care about and you're not building availability in, and that can be at an application level, it can be at an infrastructure level, depending on where you want to do it, maybe a little bit of both. If you aren't doing that, you're making a mistake. But availability, as you're pointing out, is necessary, but as we always say, not sufficient. Because above the layer of hardware or software failure, there is user error, there is uh, programmatic error, and there is, of course, bad people doing bad things. Yeah, um, there are just many things that could potentially happen um, w that that can take out a portion of the infrastructure and you, and you need to plan for those, right? Uh, and all we are saying as a resilience provider, right, uh, is that you also need to be able to handle these other things. So that's when we start talking about, start talking about this word of resilience which is, a, which is a word that I'm seeing a lot more, again, than I used to. Um, when I think about, like, outside of technology, like, th this, I think this is, a, this is an accurate use of the word resilient, right? Because when I think of, like, resilient outside of technology is if you have, I'm, I'm going to think of, like, a person. This person just keeps getting beat up, <laughs> whether it's physically, verbally, emotionally, and they bounce back, right? right? No matter what happens to them, they bounce back. You're like, man, that person is resilient, right? And I, I think that's the idea of resilience is that no matter, no matter what happens to you, you bounce back. There may be, there may be a period where you might not be available, but you will bounce back, Right. Availability redundancy is perhaps about making it always available all the time, 
but it only deals with certain things. With resiliency, it's we're going to deal with no matter what happens, we're going to be able to let you bounce back. I, what, what do you think about my my analogy there? I, I love your analogy, and I, I you know I know your movies on movies. The thing that comes to mind is is our old friend Rocky, right? Uh, and 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 the line Rocky always had is you know it's not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. And that's, to me, that's resilient infrastructure is you are just taking body blow and getting hit in the head and, and all the bad stuff is happening, but you're not crumbling, right? You're, you're, you're coming back and you're making sure that your services is, is there for, for your customers. Yeah. And that's a person that's resilient enough to have a franchise of like 19 movies at this point, one of which is in the theater right now creed three i think is in the is in the theater right now that's creed resilient yeah. uh exactly. exactly um i can't even keep track of how many rocky movies that essentially is at this point but um so when we so this is another thing well when we talk about backup and dr how does that relate to resilience yeah. So, so to me, you know, when, when I think of backup and DR, and they're, they're very similar, right? We get into maybe periods of retention and how fast you recover. But the concept is going back to the kind of the kind of issues you talked about, which is I get compromised by ransomware. So a user makes an error and, and wipes out a database or part of a file share or something like that. Again, availability doesn't take care of it. Availability says, cool, I'm going to replicate that destruction everywhere all at once. Right. Um uh, what, what backup and DR say, uh, and backup especially says, I can get you back to yesterday, or I can get you back to a week ago, or I can, I can get you to some point in time before this mistake happened or before this attack happened, so that you're, you're, you're not looking at a smoking crater of, of destruction, but that you have alternatives. And, 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 and I think too often, especially in the cloud infrastructure, People get so focused on, yeah, yeah, but I've got three levels of, you know, of, of availability. They forget that, that, that first part of resiliency, which is if you don't have a backup copy, all those other bad things that haven't gone away in the cloud uh, are going to get you if you're not careful. Yeah, I'd say without backup, you don't have DR. Without DR, you don't have resiliency. Um, you know, I like this idea of the, you know, building on. Um, I mean, there was a time, and it wasn't that long ago, but there was a time that backup and DR were separate, right? That if you that if you truly cared about DR, you had something other than a backup system that was part of your DR plan. You you were doing it based on uh, replication, uh, et cetera. And you know, we we started talking a lot about CDP with that. There was a whole huge there was that whole wave of cdp the whole yeah, wave of that. cdp which Kasha is definitely topio yeah, yeah yeah we are definitely deep in the trough of disillusionment of that um but we're in the world i think we're in this new world where modern backup programs like druva are an essential part to to having a solid dr plan especially if it's a dr plan that involves restoring into the cloud um, right. because again, if you, um, um, if you're able to do, I mean, we could do a restore, you know, a DR of an entire environment, regardless of its size in about 15 to 20 minutes. If you could do that, that's pretty dang resilient, right? If you, you get hit really hard with a ransomware, uh, attack, 
But if you do all the other things we're talking about, the, you've got to do the incident response. You need a ransomware response plan. But when it comes time to actually restore the data, if you can restore your entire environment in 15 to 20 minutes, um, you're going to be able to be pretty darn resilient for just about anything that comes your way, I would think. Yeah. And and, and I think to your point, you know, there, there was a point, oh boy, uh, maybe a decade ago where um, at previous places I worked, in particular NetApp and EMC, we had lots of internal debates about, you know, there was this idea of continuous availability, mm-hmm. high-end disaster recovery and backup. And the real question was, which if, uh, which, if any of these can converge? And, and of course, at upper management, they said, well, they should all converge. I'm like, okay, well, sure. That's, that's great, but let's, let's, let's actually be realistic. And, and I think, especially now working at Druva, where it's a service, it's not just, hey, we're, we're selling tech. You know, we're giving you a box, good luck. Um, but that we offer the service. You really do see how different it is the teams that, that work on designing the resiliency of our system, uh, the, um, you know, the availability of our system, making sure it's always running, they look at the world very differently than the people who are looking at how do I make sure, how do I do the backup and disaster recovery? Because the problems are different, the, the, the timelines are different, the, uh, the threats are different. And, and, but what we do see is, yeah, we do see backup and DR coming closer and closer together. Now, there's still always that, that last part, which is that long-term retention archive, 30 right. years kind of thing. That's always, you know, that, that's a different beast. But, but to your point, you know, the fact that I can recover a backup in 15 minutes, that's pretty much a DR in most people's book. Yeah, exactly. I mean... <laughs> We would have paid a billion dollars for that back in the day, <laughs> right? I mean, absolutely. Yeah, just the notion—the yeah. uh, notion we used to have of I've got to have a separate data center with separate boxes, and every—and uh, and you look and you go, the amount of money we were spending for stuff that literally did nothing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Was was astounding. Yeah, uh, I spent a lot of money back in the day. So I want to talk about the term that we started with. But we and we, I, I think we all want to know what cloud is, right? We've covered what resilience is. When we talk about cloud infrastructure, is, is there anything special there that we need to know about? I think there is. Um, so, so what I find is when I talk to customers who are new to the cloud, and 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 it's okay for them because they're just starting. They look at it and they say, I've got some templates or some scripts that help me set up my, my cloud environment. So if something went wrong, I'd just be able to spin it up off my scripts again. And you look at them and you go, yeah, I mean, if you're running a handful of apps, you're fine. But when you start to mature in the cloud, the thing you realize is, just like your data center, there's a lot of custom stuff that starts to come in. And you can't just run a couple of scripts and it's up and running again. And so... One of the things you've got to think of when you think of cloud infrastructure resilience is it's not just about the data, it's not just about the applications, but how are you actually making your cloud environment resilient? How are you uh, protecting your security settings and your deployments and 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 how you're configuring you know, interactions between you know, IAM and identity and all those sorts of pieces? And so, so it becomes very important as you evolve that that when we think of cloud you know, it's everything that was in backup, everything that was in disaster recovery, but now you need to actually think about how you're going to recover your cloud environment as well. And I think just to build on that, 
you know, part of resilience is also being able to take the hit in the first place, just to go back to, uh, you know, the analogy that we, we were talking about, the idea that if you, um, if you've made your infrastructure resilient, especially in the cloud, a lot of things can, that, that it can try to happen to you, right? You can receive a certain amount of tax, a certain amount of, um, well, a certain amount of tax of various kinds and incidents that may happen. Um, I think of the OHV fire that happened with the cloud provider in France, you know, physical bad things that aren't cyber attacks may happen to you. And if you've designed your system to be resilient, the availability part, right? It, it does, I think resiliency does, I think, uh, include that, right? We can't, we can't dismiss it, but then you, you need the, uh, you need the ability again, if something were to happen, like what happened at OHV and you need to pull out the backups, uh, you need to be able to meet that demand as well. So when, when we talk about cloud infrastructure resilience, it's all the things, <laughs> like all the things that we just talked about. It really is. And, and, and I know, right, everyone that goes into the cloud says, well, the good part here is all these problems are solved for me. And you look and you go, all right, there are problems solved for you. That's the, but shared responsibility model, we can't say that enough. You are responsible for, for a lot of what you're running in the cloud. And so you need to be sure that your application is highly available. You need to be sure that your data is backed up and you have a disaster recovery plan. You need to be sure that your disaster recovery plan includes not just you know, your, your, your data and your EC2 instances and your RDSs, but also some of your config information and, and how everything ties together. And of course, the thing, Curtis, you always say, and I always say is, and then you should test it. You know, if, if, if you test haven't it, tested test it, it, test it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll end on that note. Test, test, test. Uh, can never, can never test enough. Uh, so thanks. Thanks for helping me wade through uh, you know, some word salad. <laughs> uh, it's, it's delicious and it's low in calories. <laughs> and thanks to our listeners. Uh, you are why we do this. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss other ones. And remember here at Druva, there's no hardware required. <laughs>